Welcome to the friendliest campus in the South. Shotgun, Blanchard, one back set. Rolls right. Pressure coming. Throws. Middleton got it. To the gym of the hills. He lifts it to left. That one's pretty well hit. All on the run. That ball is gone. Home of the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. Over the day, over the Hawks. He fires up at the buzzer. And breaks the three. This is your podcast for JSU Sports. High fly ball, center field. It is back. It's out of here. With your hosts, Brandon Owens and Cody Hooks, this is Cocky Nation. What's going on, FCS Fan Nation and JSU fans to another Cocky Nation podcast. Brandon, I just got to say, we got to update that intro. That picture is from like three, four years ago of me and like I'm married now. So we got to update this. Um, So not that I don't love my Southerners pictures, but you you know how it'd be. We'll we'll um, do it after this season. Right. Um, so again, welcome to Cocky Nation podcast, all things Cocky Nation, as well as uh, things that <laughs> we start to transition into the FBS world. Uh, but to kind of get us started, Brandon, uh, can you tell us a little bit about what happened with our volleyball team? So, yeah, in a little uh, to kind of tie into this, um, the more dominant sport in, or a conference in uh, collegiate volleyball is the Big Ten. And we went to um, Indiana University of like in Bloomington, like the Indiana University. We went to their tournament and we had a clean sleep uh, sweep. Um, we beat each team three uh, zero. So we beat Chicago State, Indiana State and Indiana. That was our first big win over a Big Ten school. And I think big win in period, like in in volleyball D1 history. Um, so congrats to the lady Gamecocks on get on having a clean sweep at that, uh, tournament. I mean, it's, it's not easy to beat a big 10 volleyball team. So Mm -hmm. congrats. Oh yeah. And definitely as well as, uh, we also did pretty good with, uh, Clemson, uh, not too long ago as well. So, um, it's very good. You know, we are proud supporters of all JSU sports, uh, for everything from football to golf. Um, as somebody that is more into golf now than I ever thought I would be. Um, you can so, have that sport. I know, right? Uh, but we are here to talk about football more predominantly because it is a football season and we have not recorded in two weeks. Uh, we wanted to kind of you know get get our feet wet, kind of, and speaking of feet wet, we'll talk about that uh, Stephen F. Austin game. Um, but the Kind of get us started. Uh, the JSU football season started in the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama, as we played Stephen F. Austin. And if you weren't watching that game, you were living under a rock. Um, but we took on number 10, Stephen F. Austin. And although the game was cut short due to weather, uh, the JSU Gamecocks were uh, leading that game and won that game 42 to seven. Now, uh, unfortunately I wasn't able to catch all of the game. Uh, I was watching actually from home. It was my wife's birthday, you know, just kind of you know, celebrating her. Um, and my birthday was the following day. Talk about, you know, luxury of 
having your dates memorized. Um, but this was actually a very good game. I really thought that this was a good game. Um, I think that us as a team, we suffered uh, from what we usually do, which is uh, first quarter jitters is what I like to call it, mm-hmm. um, where we made a couple mistakes. Maybe uh, I can't remember. I think we threw a pick six in the first quarter. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, um, but we were just kind of sloppy, kind of sloppy, just a little bit. Um, but we managed to come back. We were on a we were on a roll, and then, like I said, getting your feet wet. Uh, if you were down there at the Crampton Bowl, it decided to monsoon, uh, and on top of that, it started just thunderstorm, and that's why the game cut short. But overall, JSU took the title for that game. Um, Brandon, you were at the game. Yeah, I was soaked by the time I got back to the car. <laughs> And it was, I, I thought it was a really good game. Uh, Brandon, is there anything for the game that you would like to add before I'm, I'm, I talk about the, the elephant in the room? Uh, yeah, so I was very surprised at how, I don't want to say bad SFA was, but I was very surprised at how they underperformed. Um, the game started out slow, like we thought it was going to start out. Um, and then JSU just took over, uh, especially in the third quarter, scoring 21 points and holding Stephen F. Austin to absolutely nothing. Um, the biggest question that we had was who was going to be QB one. And I think that was answered. Uh, we'll dive more into that situation because we have a question about that that I came up with because, I mean, all JSU fans were thinking it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure because we saw two quarterbacks play in that game. We saw Aaron McLaughlin and we saw Zion Webb uh, play in the Stephen F. Austin game. Right. So I'm pretty sure some people are thinking we might have a two quarterback system. Uh, like I said, we'll get into more of that later. Right. Um, but I mean, yeah, I at first I was seeing a lot of things from the John Gross era and I spoke way too soon saying uh, nothing has changed with JSU. We're going to get our butts handed to us. And that's when JSU like Rich Rod's JSU came alive. Uh, the biggest thing that I saw from our offense is we are definitely a more up tempo Mm -hmm. Uh, type of offense so no huddle like hurry up and I think that kind of threw SFA off a little bit uh, Mm because they they only had film from last year and previous years under John Gross well John Gross didn't do hurry up offense very often Um, he did but it wasn't very often Um, so I I it was very different um, and then my dad at one point he pointed at how fast they were going and he said, this is Rich Rod Ball. And mm-hmm. so I paid more close attention. And I I mean, there was one drive, I believe, was un- we scored in under two minutes. Oh, yeah. And even under a minute at one point as well. So I was like, good Lord. Like, so, are we, are we going to put up some serious points this year? So to kind of add on to that, uh, you know, we, we've been talking about the, the, the season of Rich Rod for a while now, uh, ever since the announcement came out that Gross was going to depart and uh, Coach Rod ended up taking the job. Um, but 
uh, I was actually recently talking to a buddy of mine who um, he he's a big football fanatic. Um, he is more predominantly NFL, but he keeps up with the college teams as well. And when I told him that our coach, our new coach was Rich Rodriguez, he said, wait, did you just say Rich Rodriguez? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, West Virginia, Rich Rodriguez. And I was like, yes. And he says, you're going to be good. You're, you're going to be a okay. And I, and, and I completely agree with him now where to, to kind of dive a little bit more into that game, as far as stats con- uh, is concerned, uh, Lewis really carried us as far as um, rushing, uh, uh, rushing yards. Uh, he ended up uh, having about a hundred yards average, about eight uh, give or take. And then I'm, I always butcher names. Galvin Galvin. Galvin. Um, Galvin. There you go. Uh, Galvin uh, had three carries for 99 yards. Sorry, three catches. Um, and I thought, like, offensively, I agree with you. I think we were playing some fastball. Um, we were up-tempo. Now, where we'll, – and we'll talk about, like, the changes that we see in the next game. Um, where concerned me was Zion was only 9 for 15. And so that's not a terrible number. No, but, but – it, it 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 was a little bit of a struggle. Yeah, well, the thing is with that, if you want to look at the team stats, um, we had more rushing yards than passing yards. So, like, we ran the ball against SFA a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we had 285 rushing yards uh, to their 70. So, our defense as well is, like, on freaking fire this year. Mm-hmm. Um, as usual. So that's nothing new for JSU. Um, but we all, we passed for un, literally a yard shy of 200. So mm-hmm. we almost hit 200 in both passing and rushing. Um, now does that mean we're going to be a run offense or are we going to switch it up or we'll get into that a little bit later as well. Um, mm-hmm. but I mean, Zion really showed that he can run the ball. Um, and as well as our running backs, like I was very happy with our run game. I was pleasantly surprised and very happy with our run game. Um, as, as well as our passing game, which the passing game came into play in the game against Davidson, uh, Mm -hmm. which we'll jump into that in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, like we held Stephen F. Austin defense wise, we held them to only 205 yards. We forced two turnovers, I'm pretty sure one of one of them was a fumble and one of them was an interception. Um, we m- managed the clock fairly well. Fair, wow, puberty again. Uh, we managed the clock fairly well compared to what Davidson uh, compared to the Davidson game. Mm-hmm. But then again, like we'll we'll get into the Davidson game in a little bit because I have something to say about that as well. Because I'm pretty yeah. sure a lot of people are looking at the time of possession and being like, "How in the world can you put up 35 points when you held the ball for just that length of time?" Right. So so we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. But so, overall, I was very happy with our performance against SFA, taking down the number 10 team in the nation, and mm-hmm. I this was a this was a turning point for me as far as like where I thought the team was going to go. And then that just built in the next game. So, so before we got to the next game, let's all talk about what came out. So I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday of last week. Um, 
So to, to give us some backstory before we get into that actual announcement. Uh, so as you all know, we're making the transition to Conference USA, which is great. We're all excited about it. Now, the ASUN Conference did tell us and Liberty um, and Sam Houston like that we were going to be ineligible for the playoffs, right. uh, which we knew. We knew that we were not going to be able to go to the well, playoffs. Well, us and Sam Houston because Liberty's FBS already. Right. Um, but we knew that we were going to be ineligible. Um, but uh, the ASUN Conference uh, commissioners and all of them came to us and said, hey, I uh, just want to let you know, like, and this was in the announcements when they said this, that even though, even though we were not eligible to go to the playoffs, we could still take the ASUN title for the season. Mm-hmm. And so fast forward, we beat the number 10 team. We looked solid. We looked like a really, really good team. And what does the ASUN do? What does the ASUN do, Brandon? They announced that we were ineligible. But we'll 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 have our debate because my position has changed a little bit. But my feelings about the situation, because there's a whole thing about image and professionalism that mm-hmm. the ASUN did not follow through with. And that's where most of my like, because again, the more you think about it, like if you were thinking about this as a logical like conversation, you would agree. Like we shouldn't be eligible for it because we, you know, the scholarships that we have on our team, the fact that we're transitioning out, all those things add into it, but it's the professionalism. Yeah. And I think all JSU fans are on the same page as far as that's concerned. Like we have more scholarships. We're in transition to go to the FBS. Technically we are an FBS team playing an FCS schedule. So we know for a fact that we don't have an issue with being ineligible. It's the principle of the matter that you from the start told us that we were going to be eligible. Mm-hmm. And then behind closed doors, y'all, y'all as like the presidents and the commissioner, what have you made a decision that we were not going to be eligible before the season started, like at the very beginning of the summer. Correct. And you waited till this long till like you waited this long to make this announcement. Now I know Barnabas Collins. I don't know if you know who that is. I follow him on Twitter. He's been screenshotting like the emails that he's been uh, sending and receiving from Ted Gumbart. And one of the things said that he was ill. He didn't leave his house, blah, 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 blah. Now, Cody, I know for dang well, if you and I are sick, we are on our phones. We are not, we are in bed. We are not leaving the house. We are either Agreed. in bed or on the couch or in the recliner watching TV on our phones. Mm-hmm. Just taking it easy so we can recover. You can't tell me that that man, that that thought did not go through that man's head of like, oh, maybe I need to tell somebody that, hey, we need to make this announcement before see, uh, the football season starts. That's what I have an issue with. That's what I have an issue with. The unprofessionalism from our commissioner, Ted Gumbart, soon to be not our commissioner. And I'm not too sure the commissioner of of the Conference USA is any better than Beth DeBlanche from the OVC. Um, So, yeah, there's all that tea. Um, So I'm, 
I just have the issue with you waiting this long after you made a decision back in May in or June, like end of May, beginning of June, and you waited this long after we had played our first game to say anything. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what I and most JSU fans and even the guys at FCS Fans Nation, they even agree that that was a crappy move. Yeah. And that something should have been said from the get go. But as far as like being ineligible, we all don't have an issue with that Mm -hmm. because we're ineligible for the playoffs. We don't we don't have an issue with that. I I would just like to just to put a forewarning. uh for anybody that's listening, uh, yes, we are JSU fans, but we do not technically represent the uh, the university and athletics. So don't be coming at them. Uh, this is just our opinions and our thoughts. Just making sure somebody hears that. So if yeah. somebody starts we, we, spreading yeah, that yeah, information, yeah, yeah. like, oh, you got some people from JSU that are, uh, that are that are making some bad reps or whatever. This is just our thoughts, okay? This is how we feel, but... I think we can all agree that several yeah. of us felt the same way. It was just poorly done. We can accept how you did Like we can accept why it's how it was done. Yeah. I think is what we ultimately came down to. And like, in my opinion, it, it what's the word I'm looking for. Um, it translated how we felt in this next game. Um, because when we, played this past Saturday. We played Davison at home um, and we ended up winning the game 35 to 17. Now, as we should have, as we should have. Um, Now, a lot of people uh, had made comments about, (laughs) man, I really thought that this was going to be a blowout game, man. I really thought that, you know, JSU was slacking in this game. I don't think so. And I, and I, and I'll share my, I'll share my thoughts on all of that in just a second, but to kind of give you some, uh, some stats first, if you, if you haven't been keeping up with the stats. So Zion played the entire game. Um, he was nine for 20. Okay. Now that does kind of upset me just a little bit because I'm like, okay, like that number just got bigger. We went from nine and 15 to nine to 20. But if you look at his total yardage, it was for 158 yards. That's including big, the, um, yeah, it's included those big passes. And on top of that, he ran. He ran that ball. He had 55 yards of rushing simply on that. So, Which to me is a pretty good balance between It is a pretty good balance. He's a big guy. Um, and so uh, we had a lot of really good players that did a lot of really good. Uh, LaRoche did really good. Edwards did really good. Uh, both of them had like 72 and 57 yards. Um, so I think we did really really good as overall and playing this game because last time you know we played uh davidson we we blew them out in the uh in the playoffs uh back in that spring season um but i think overall though like i think it was a lot better and like we're showing consistency that's what i like Mm -hmm. i like that we're showing the consistency both on offense and on defense can our defense clean up just a little bit sure but that's an opinion. Um, now, here are my reasons, my reasons why I think that we did not have a blowout. And it's for several different reasons. Number one, I'm going to take the environment. Okay. If you were not there at one o'clock in Jacksonville, Alabama. Oh, it was you, hot. It was, it was hot. We, we, had, we had Southerners. Speaking of which, Southerners, great show. Um, yes, very good show. We had Southerners that were falling out. 
we had fans that were falling out because it was just so dang hot and people could not just stay hydrated enough. And so people started to, you know, pass out. And so, so temperature wise, it wasn't that hot. It was the freaking humidity because rain was coming through the area like around us. So it was, it wasn't the temperature. I think it got into the the mid eighties, upper eighties, but that humidity sucked. Yeah, and Absolutely so I, I take that I take that into consideration because you know it does affect the players and the game. Uh, so my other reason why I say that we didn't have a blowout is because again, like we've already talked about, we're not eligible for the playoffs. We're not eligible for the ace on title. Now, does that mean that we just give up on the season? Absolutely not, because this is. First off, and this is why I told Brandon, this is Rich Rod's first year. He has to show up. He has to be consistent. He has to show that this is a consistent winning team that deserves to be in the Conference USA FBS division. But at the same time, I'm not, if I was that coach and I know that my team was ineligible and I knew that my team was not going to go beyond November. I'm not going to wear them out. No. I'm sorry. I'm not going to blow them up. I'm not going to uh, expect somebody to uh, do certain plays that potentially may hurt them. Now I'm going to play the game that I need to, but that at the same with time, the exception against certain teams with the exception against certain teams, Cause sometimes you just have to play to that. And we have some of those teams on our schedule and we do like, for example, we got to, we have to be strong, consistent against the FBS team to, uh, to lane. Why I can't, I can't talk today. I'm so sorry. It's been a long day. Y'all. Um, but at the same time against Davidson, I'm not, I'm not going to scholarship team, a non-scholarship team. I'm not going to wear out my guys. No. Now the, now the same reasons as the fact that, you know, we didn't see McLaughlin in this, uh, in this game. It was only Zion. Now I think part of that reason as well is because again, we're not going anywhere. This is Zion's last year, right. at least from what we've been told. So I don't see him. I don't think he's eligible next year. Is he? He I shouldn't don't, be. I think this is his fifth year, unless he took a COVID year. Technically, he if he took the COVID year, which technically I think he was hurt at that time, so I don't know if he would be able to. Well, no, you can um, take that COVID year later. Right. So who knows? He may be back next year. He may not be. But if I was Zion, like, of course I want to play on my last season because I don't know if Zion's looking to go pro or at least go to the CFL or the he USFL. Has a kid. I don't know if he wants to do that. Exactly. So I would make sure that he gets enough time. Now, I would say later in the season, make sure that McLaughlin or whoever you have planned to right. take his position gets more time. But those are my categories of why those are my reasons why I don't, I didn't see this as being a blowout game. Did I want to see a blowout? I think everybody did. I think it would make everybody happy, but at the same time, nobody really like some people like blowouts. I like, I like, <sighs> I like to have a good game. That's going back and forth. Like for example, right. Florida and Utah and LSU and Florida state who apparently I, 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 that game yeah. was just ridiculous. That game was ridiculous. I, I Brian Kelly. Um, but what are what were your thoughts on the game uh, against Davidson, Brandon? So, I mean, we were, we watched the game together and to me, 
the atmosphere was very electric, but mm-hmm. it was calm at the same time. Because I think everybody expected JSU to win, but I think it was calm because it wasn't more than what it should have been. Right. It, it, it was a weird type of environment because of that calmness. You still had people on their toes, like uh, on edge, I guess you could say. Cause I mean, we only beat them by what? Tw- uh, 18 points. So like, I mean, not close, but I mean, not a blowout. So, right. Um, we played a very balanced game, literally 158 passing and rushing yards for a total of 316. Mm-hmm. And our, whereas in the Stephen F. Austin game, our rushing defense was fantastic. Now, part of that is because SFA is a passing team. Um, in this game, Davidson is a, is a triple option team. So they didn't pass a whole lot, but when they did, we held them to 50% of completions. Right. So to me, that's pretty good, but they are a run dominant team, which is another reason why this game was not a blowout. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at the time of possession, Davidson held the ball for three quarters of the game, 42 minutes and 10 seconds and we only held the ball for 17.50. Yeah. We held the ball for less than 20 minutes and scored 35 points. If that doesn't tell you how bad Davidson is compared to us, pe- I mean, people should not be saying anything bad about this game. In, in a way, this was a this was a blowout. And in a way, it was a blowout because right. we scored 35 points with holding the ball less than 20 minutes. Like, tell me what team does that. Right. Uh, And I I completely agree with you. Um, And again, it just goes back to JSU showing that consistency, um, especially in what I would consider to be a rebuild year, um, because we are, we are in a rebuild year and it's may not be, but are we in a rebuilding year? Really? I would say that we are, and that's simply because maybe rebuilding my for FBS, but for FCS, we ain't rebuilding. No, we're not. But I'm saying it's a rebuilding year because we have a new coach, new coaching right. staff, and okay. this is you could call it a rebuild year, you could call it a debut, uh, debut year, whatever, whatever phrase debut you want. year. Debut. I can't talk today. You know this. Um, I talk all day because of teaching y'all. Um, but again. I just see consistency, and that's what a lot of people wanted. We're seeing the consistency on defense. Man, there was some, whoo, there were some really good Five hits. Five fumbles and three of them were recovered. There were some really good hits on defense, oh, you guys. Yes. Like, like, I, like, there was one that everybody thank, in the whole crowd God. went, ooh. Like, thank, it was. Thank, usually under John Gross. We would have gotten a personal, is it a personal foul or something penalty? Like that. Something like that. Yeah. Usually when we deliver hits like that, it would be a personal foul. So right. I don't know what the, what, what it is with these hits that are different because mm-hmm. a lot of them look the same, right. but I will say at least we are not like somebody that wrote a article in the Chanticleer, uh, 
like today, earlier this week, whatever. He said, at least we are not trying to deliver kill blows to a player that is already out of bounds. Right. And I, we all know what team he's referring to when that happened. Yeah. If you um, do not, then you do not pay attention to Jacksonville State football. Right. Um, now, on top of the other reason why I keep calling it a rebuild year, because um, we're also kind of in the process of rebranding. Um, mm-hmm. because we have new uniforms, the helmets look different. Heck, uh, Brandon and I were talking about if, if you haven't been, if you're on campus, you'll see it everywhere. Um, if you're not on campus, you may not see it everywhere, but we have a new game cockhead that's being mm-hmm. like used in different places. Uh, I would love to see that on a helmet. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, um, I think a black helmet with a red outline or a white outline of that game cockhead would be nah, it needs to be red it needs to be shiny red yeah i think it'd be i think it'd be kind of like the louisville cardinal black yeah with the red it needs to look like that just with that gamecock head oh yeah and like on top of that like the uniforms look solid the red looked really good um i again like i'm just seeing really good consistency and that's what i want to keep seeing um because yes we're not we're, we're not eligible unfortunately i mean it is what it is. The most we can play for is an undefeated season. And I think exactly. that's the goal. I think that's the goal of this team. Which I think is perfect for us because what if if you are a traveling team transitioning into the FBS, what do you want to be the talk of the town when you move? Is it oh Jacksonville State went, you know, three and eleven, you know, blah, 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 blah. Or do you want them to be like this is an elite team under a new coach that had an undefeated or close to undefeated season, and they are ready for what is to come. Because I'm telling you, people sleep on FCS teams all the time. Take well, a look at t- – hold on, hold on. Take a, I, I, I'm on my soapbox now. Take a look at what happened in James Madison. Oh, I know. When I was James so Madison proud of them. They made me so happy. Up, blew out Middle Tennessee. Now imagine what we can do to Middle Tennessee State. Exactly. And this is why I'm super, super excited. Now, am I super excited about the people that are in Conference USA? Not entirely. <laughs> like It has like, potential. It has like Liberty, potential, but we really Liberty are in the Sam worst Houston. FBS conference right now. Would I wish that we were in the, uh, the Sun Belt Conference? No, please. Uh, yeah, please. please. Um, but hey, I I don't make the I, I don't get the bills. I don't I don't I don't get paid to do this. It is what it is. Um, but I would have loved to see us in the Sun Belt. But we can still play people in the Sun Belt, and so that's what I'm excited about. I want people to watch this season, and come October November of next year when we go marching into Columbia, South Carolina. Oh yeah, oh, for the yeah. battle battle for the coop. That's what I'm calling it. Battle for the coup. I like that. Yeah. I'll, 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 yeah. If we're keeping it, if we're keeping it PG battle for the coup, I want people to be afraid of that team. Now, by that point, yeah, maybe we weren't doing, uh, by that point, we're talking almost two seasons from now, but I can tell you what, if we stay consistent now, maybe lose a couple games next season up to that point. I promise you South Carolina is going to be scared. And that's oh. what I want. Oh, yeah. Like, at least we know next season we can play for a conference title. Exactly. 
So that's going to be the goal of this team moving into next year is mm-hmm. to win a Conference USA title. Now, I hope Conference USA does not go back on their word. Um, as far as I know, we we will be eligible for a conference title. Um, I might have to look into that. And something else that, that, that Brandon and I talked about, um, we talked about it on our way up to the game because we rode together. Um, college football playoff just announced a 12-team playoff setup that, yes, it won't be until 2026, but we have. I don't care. I am so happy. We got four years to prep for that. Now, is the probability of Jacksonville State or any Conference USA team making it to that 12-team playoff? No, because we talked about how like at least three of the teams will be SEC, two of the teams will be Big Ten, and the rest of them will come from the Power Five, maybe a couple group of five, depending on how they do those seasons. But at the same time, it's the ability to get there and that's what i want to see i want people to look at jacksonville state and watch us grow from not just a small hobunk town in jacksonville alabama we're not small in hobunk we are an elite team we are getting better people should fear us and we are going to smoke people as the years go by well here here's the thing I'm hearing numerous, especially like group of five podcasts and some like big name um, reporters saying exactly what you just said. People, you better keep your eye on Jacksonville State. They have something brewing with Rich Rod. It's JSU will be a force to be reckoned with, Mm -hmm. especially on the group of five level. And I mean, look, look at App State, look at James Madison, look at Coastal Carolina, even though Coastal Carolina, when they first moved up, it was kind of slow. I mean, they Mm -hmm. had some, they, I think their first two or three seasons were losing Mm -hmm. seasons, but I mean, look at them now. Like, even if we have to go through a period of losing seasons to transition, which I don't think we will go Mm -hmm. through. um, I think our first season, we will definitely finish 500 or above. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we we will be one of the better group of five teams, in my opinion. I want to see, and this now this this is hopes here. But I would love love to see us start stealing recruitment classes from UAB, from Auburn, Alabama, from Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee. This list can go on. Ole Miss, I Mississippi am, State, huge, Florida, huge, FSU. Hold on, hold on. Now, I'm a huge Alabama fan. Now, more likely we ain't going to steal any recruiting class from them because it, you get those big-name teams Probably and not. they're going to end up going to big-name schools anyways. If, anything, if they leave we'll Alabama. transfers from Alabama. But we could get transfers from Alabama. We can steal recruiting class from UAB. We could probably steal some uh, some uh, recruiting classes of some three, four, five-star uh, players that may be committed to Auburn possibly. But I just Tech. see us – or Georgia Tech. I see us growing – to the point like both the university is growing and our team is growing, our sports are growing, and people should be watching out for that. Like I'm telling you, it may take us a couple years. Yes, we're going to have a couple bumps down the road, but I really do think that this is probably the best thing for us. And I'm so ready for next season to show up, show out, and have people say, them Gamecocks. Oh yeah. And you do realize what what uh if we are eligible for the Conference USA title next year, 
you do realize how they have their conference title set up, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a neutral site. Whoever is the highest, whoever finishes with the hot, with the best conference record hosts. Mm-hmm. So now, depending on what happens, I don't think we will finish first next year. It's, it's good to hope. Now more but, than likely, I mean, I would love, I just would love to host a conference championship game. That would be awesome. Like, here, here's, here's my only issue with that. Because <laughs> if you haven't heard about a lot of the updates with our stadium and what's going on with that right now, the problem is, is that if we really want to like have a good show out for that, we need to have it at a neutral site. So for example, I would say if we could host it at protect the stadium in Birmingham, then that would be awesome because you have enough space to fit our team and then the other team fans right now. We really can't do that. If you haven't seen our stadium right now, like a huge chunk of our visitor side has been blocked off because they're in the process of trying to figure all that out. If there, there's a lot, um, I can't, we, we don't have enough time to get through all that. So we're not going to, but that's probably what's well, going to end up being the with that, that I, that you and I talked about this past. Yes, weekend. but we don't have enough time to talk about that. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not getting. I got no another s- podcast to record. Yeah, and and I have no. I'm not getting no cease and desist letter. Okay, so if you know, you know. If you don't, ask somebody that does. Okay, uh, but I uh, to kind of look forward um, on Saturday at 6 p.m. The Jacksonville State Gamecocks are traveling. Uh, we are not at home this week. We are going up to Murray, Kentucky, to play Murray State. Um, now, which is a beautiful stadium, by the way, it is. It is a very nice stadium. Um, I see. I'm going to call it Cox by 14. Uh, I don't think I would go that far. Um, well, OK, I will go that I will go further, but I will say this about uh, Murray State. Murray State's also in a transition as well, but they're fully eligible for FCS playoffs and everything. The thing is with them, they are currently about to transition over to the Missouri Valley Football Conference because mm-hmm. their other athletics got a bid and got accepted into the Missouri Valley Conference, not the football conference, but the conference. And I think it was, good Lord, it was a while after they made that announcement that they were going to, their football team was going to be in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. So, I mean, we all know the Missouri Valley Football Conference is the best FCS conference. Um, it's very difficult uh, because of two, three, four teams um, that are very consistent, except one of them got blown out this past weekend. Um, so, I mean, I think they are currently trying to build their team to be able to compete in that conference because mm-hmm. they they have recently started becoming a contender for the OVC title and the OVC AQ for the playoffs. Um, and I honest, the more I think about it, they will be in contention again this year. Um, I still think UT Martin will win the OVC title. Uh, but I mean, Murray state will probably be right there on UT Martin's heels. So that we're playing probably a top two, top three OVC team, which if you finish in the top three, you're a good team in the OV. Like if you finish top three in the OVC, you're going to be a good team. Um, whether you make the playoffs or not, that's a whole nother story. And this is a familiar foe um, for quite a few players on our team. Um, a few of them are, or a majority of them are new. So like they have never played 
Murray State ever. Mm -hmm. But a good chunk of our team is still players that played under John Gross in the OVC, and they remember playing Murray State. So I think that's going to play an advantage. I think it's going to be more along the lines of a 21-point win. Um, but the first half will be close. Actually, I'm going to go, the first three quarters are going to be close. And then JSU will pull away in the fourth quarter. Um, so I'm going to go with the 49 to 49 to 28. All then. Well, guys, that calls it for this week. Uh, of course, you know we want to thank each and every one of you for listening to us. Um, and, of course, if you're not following us on all of our social media platforms, it's uh, Cocky Nation, a JSU podcast on Facebook. And then everywhere else is Cocky underscore Nation, as you can see on my video, if you're watching the video uh, from YouTube. Um, and, of course, if you're not following all of our other FCS Fan Nation pages, uh, on Facebook and their podcast, please, we highly recommend it because even though, like we've talked about, we are transitioning, that does not mean that we don't hold the FCS in our dear hearts. Um, so please continue to support them even beyond this season. Um, Brandon, you got anything last you want to add? Uh, just I'm ready for another weekend of football. There you go. Um, so with that being said, uh, guys, uh, we just want to say go Gamecocks and... Fear the Beak. Fear the beak. The beak.